go ahead and give tips to some viewers out there on how they can overcome this addictions of eating and and from your story just kind of just summarizing it and just going saying these are the things that work for me i know everybody's going to be a little bit different yeah but just in general because you're already a spokesperson thank you i think number one is to recognize the power that you have in yourself and where you want to go with your life define your goals and then it gives you purpose at that point you need to be realistic about how to get there you can climb to the top of the mountain that's where your goal is but unless your brain has a clear pathway to get there you'll keep circling the base so write out your plans and your goals and then um, find a diet that interests you and research it to the ground know what you're putting in your body if you don't know get help trainers and coaches and dietitians they they have a job for a reason they have education backing them um and and talk to your friends and family once you talk about your goals and what you want to do you become accountable to a lot of different people and then watch yourself turn into the people that um people come to after that you can wow <laughs> Welcome to the Extraordinary Being Movement. This is your host, Linda Carmine, along with my two favorite co-hosts, Fred Martinez. Hi, Chris Shiver. And this show is to awaken your soul, to take you from ordinary to extraordinary, because so many people have been sitting on the sidelines of life, watching the game, but not being in it to play it. So we're here to win it, and we have a special guest with us tonight who is definitely gone from ordinary to extraordinary. We have the, the young and the beautiful Cassie Baylor with us tonight. Say hi, Cassie. Hey, guys. How are you? I'm fantastic. Now, Thank you. We love to spotlight people who are up to big things. You've been up to very big things. You have a fantastic story, and that's why we brought you on the show tonight. You used to weigh 400 pounds, right? Over 400 Over pounds. Over 400 pounds. Yeah. You realize, hey, something's got to change. You got rid of at least half yourself, right? Half I that did, way, yeah. and you're still on that journey yep. to get it down even more. Mm -hmm. And that's a miracle in itself that you took the initiative to get that going and to do that. Thank you. Would you be kind enough to share your story with us so that we can feel inspired by you? And so our viewers out there and our listeners can be inspired too. Yeah, so um, I was, I've always been athletic, but, um, was in a place where I just kept gaining weight and I kept gaining weight and I had just contracted in my mind that I was just always going to be a big girl mm -hmm. and I made that my reality okay. and you know I, I had accepted this and then um, I got pregnant with my daughter and she's now seven and beautiful and wonderful the light of my life but um, I didn't lose the baby weight I kept gaining after that and kept gaining and um, I went in for a routine checkup and um, the doctor told me okay so you weigh 446 pounds Wow um, how was that was that feel like when he said that to you um, I almost didn't believe it you know mm -hmm. I was kind of like but again it was just like well okay you know yeah. okay so I, I can still walk around the block I can still play with my kid um, not without a lot of difficulty and you know sweating profusely sure. um, but it was just kind of like okay and then he, 
the next step, he said, um, next month, if you don't lose weight very drastically, we're going to put you on metformin, oh. which is, you know, that's your, your diabetic at that point. <sighs> and he, they tested my blood and, um, diabetes, I think is on a scale of one to 10 mm. at seven, you are a diabetic and okay. you need to go on medicine. And I was at a 6.7. Wow. Surprisingly enough, I didn't have it before then. And um, so, but again, it, I just kind of sat there. Mm -hmm. And um, my grandmother had dealt with diabetes and gotcha. I had seen it. And, you know, she hadn't been in good health for as long as I could remember. And it had always been heavy. My whole family had always been heavy. And it was just kind of our normal, you mm -hmm. know. So I was just perpetuating this normalcy in my wow. family. And, um, but still athletic, you know, so sure. I always had that in my head, you know, as long as I can <laughs> get on the treadmill and like maybe walk a mile in mm. about 20 minutes, like I'm okay, you know, and um, that, that comment about going on medicine, I had never been on anything regularly ever in my life. And that's what really was my, my true turning point of okay. this isn't just something that's acceptable. This is dangerous. And I have a baby. And so I went home that day and um, I think massive action really, really takes hold when you are just sick of it or scared. Mm -hmm. So I grabbed everything that had sugar in my refrigerator and threw everything in the trash. Uh -huh. um, I got rid of all of my goal clothes because I never knew what that was. Mm. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't yeah. even imagine myself even that. I mean, at 12 years old, I was around 230 pounds. Okay. So, um, I mean, I didn't even know what a truly healthy body looked like for me, but I, I threw away everything because I was like, you have to focus right now. Right now is what matters. And then it became like little steps after that on how to become successful. Mm -hmm. And I knew nothing and I had zero support other than, you know, my, my baby and, <laughs> you know, her at two then mm -hmm. being like, good job, mom. <laughs> you know that's a lot that's yeah. a lot yeah. no no support no you know no nothing okay. so it was but it was truly out of fear that i made that choice because it was dangerous wow gotcha yeah so that had to be really abrupt for your the people around you in your life when you made that huge change yeah um because it wasn't just um a change in my eating habits right, right. it was a change in my mentality sure. i couldn't you know I had always kept myself from getting on an airplane because I didn't know if I'd have to buy two seats. Oh, wow. So yeah. I never went into a normal clothing store to buy clothes, not since I was 12 years old. Mm. I bought a Hollister sweater one time because everybody was wearing that <laughs> sure. in high school. And um, I had to go to the men's section mm. and I had to buy an extra large and it barely fit me, wow. but I was on cloud nine. You know sure, what I mean? Sure. At least I, at least I could wear Hollister. That was like the <laughs> only normalcy I had yeah, ever yeah. experienced, oh you know? Um, and even then I was only 16 maybe. Mm. And I had squeezed myself into that thing. And my mom's like, is it comfortable? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, it, it the, the change yeah. was, um, was with everything and mm. so it changed the dynamic and the relationship that I was in I left it sure. wow. um, you know I was just I had never realized how unhappy I was and I wasn't because I wasn't doing anything I wouldn't go to the movies because I wouldn't have when I have to get up and climb over people to go use the restroom if I needed to go use the restroom I didn't want the judgment if I got some popcorn I didn't want the judgment sure. of of course this girl is getting popcorn mm -hmm. 
go get another, you know, candy bar while you're at it, which I probably wow. would have. You know what I mean? I probably would have. I just did nothing. Mm -hmm. I got to the point where I wasn't even going to the grocery store because if I got salad, I was afraid of getting judged like, yeah, you better get salad. <laughs> and then if I got burgers or, you know, anything like that, it was, uh, well, that's sure. typical, oh you my know? God. So I did nothing. I reclused into my house, like in, in, in my highest weights. And I didn't even realize I was there until I had dropped my first 30 pounds. Mm. So, um, yeah, it was a completely, completely 180 of my life. So how, did, how did it feel when you dropped your first uh, 30 pounds? Um, I didn't believe it. So, I, you know, it was just like, okay, um, well, maybe, maybe I actually was this weight before and the doctor was wrong. You know, I think I lived in this state of denial throughout this whole process of that's not real. That's not real. That's not real. <laughs> and, then, um, and then when I lost 60 and I went down like two pant sizes. I was like, okay, my pants aren't gonna lie. And you know, I, I really do have to go get new clothes. Mm. But I was still so heavy, where do I go? I don't know, I haven't bought clothes in a long time. I would order everything online so I wouldn't have to go mm -hmm. like to the store to sure. shop. Sure. Um, I was in a size 30 pants, mm. which at that point, they stopped making like regular button jeans and you have to go to elastic. Yeah. And um, that was that was humiliating. Sure. I mean, oh. I was I was 20, 25 years old mm -hmm. in elastic jeans. Yeah. Yeah. And then single at that point. And I'm like, oh, this is not going to work sure. for me at all. <laughs> this is not going to rein them in. So, um, yeah, the, the first 60 pounds, uh, once I hit that mark, I was like, okay, this is a measurable difference. And I could start seeing it in my face. Mm. Um, and when I was heavy, I quit being in pictures. There's two years of my daughter's life that I am in no pictures. Sure. None. I was just so embarrassed because mm -hmm. I'd, I'd always grown up as an athlete and then I had turned into this person and, you know, I, I wouldn't have wanted to know me anymore either. Mm -hmm. I was sad. I was sad without even knowing how depressed I was. You know, I was reclusive without even recognizing how reclusive I was. Yeah. And with social media, it, make, it makes it a lot easier because I can be social mm -hmm. without leaving my house. Sure. So they don't actually have to see me. Yeah. I don't mm -hmm. have to post pictures of myself. You still, you still have this like athlete in your head. I'm a real person. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, hey, I'm here. You don't know me. Or here's half my face. Suck it in. Doesn't it look skinny? <laughs> yeah. you know? like, um, so it was, it was the guys behind social media too. But um, then I, I really wanted, I really was missing like people. Sure. And and the lifeblood. And coincidentally enough, my, my degree is in social theory. I love people, you know? And so it, it I didn't know how unhappy I was. So um, fish out of water for the first time. Yeah. And then it was kind of like retraining myself to be a human being. Because mm. what do what do people do when they go out to eat with their friends? I don't know how to eat what you guys eat anymore. You know, because I had I had gone to um, Atkins at the time, okay. you know, because mm -hmm. that was huge. Mm -hmm. And I bought the bars and I did the whole the whole thing, which was leaps and bounds from where I had come from. Yeah. I will tell you, um, my my typical meal that I would get at um, Jack in a Box. Prepare yourselves for okay. this. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. So, Jack in the crack. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> large Diet Coke, because Diet Coke, right? <laughs> Um, a large chocolate shake. Mm. I would get three, an order of three egg rolls, an order of 
six um, jalapeno poppers, mm, yes. a sourdough jack meal large with curly fries. Oh, and six tacos. Wow. And I would clear that easy. Wow. And, and I could probably still eat more on top of it. Oh I wouldn't God. let myself, though, because sure. restraint, you know. Well, that's good. But, yeah. It's that, the tacos. Stay away yeah. from the tacos. So that was me eating out. <laughs> yeah. That, oh, my God. That defined, I would go to a restaurant when I was, when I was in this, you know, um, I call it like a self-soothing thing, mm. you know, when I was eating. And I would go to a restaurant, and I would know what I would really want. Say it's a you know, some really good tacos, but it only comes with three tacos. Mm. So I would get the chimichanga because it was 10 times more food, you know? Yeah. So I got not even what I wanted just so that I had enough food. And I would panic about not having enough food mm. at a restaurant. So how am I at 25 going to reconnect with people? And they say, I want to go out for dinner. Sure. And I have this new parameter to, to live into, you know? And I'm like, Okay, well then here's my soul bear, you guys. I've struggled with weight and food wow. addiction, and um, I'm going to get a salad, and I don't care what you get, mm. but don't offer me anything, you know. And it once I was able to be vulnerable enough and build the trust, sure, yeah, then people understood, and then mm. I started letting them in, and then they let me in on their stories as well. And you also put out boundaries right there. Absolutely, mm. yeah. Please don't do this. I think you know setting those boundaries. Um, outwardly first was easy because then I gave the responsibility to somebody else. I didn't harbor it anymore. Mm -hmm. So if you're not going to offer it to me, how am I going to get it? You know? Yeah. And then, but each one of those little things that I would get a salad while everybody else got fries and a burger was a little victory for me. I, I made the right choice. Well, this feels really good, mm -hmm. much better than the burgers and fries made me feel, sure. you know? And so that kind of built this momentum once I had dropped the first hundred pounds, mm. um, I hit this, I hit this incredible momentum and I dropped the next hundred very quickly. I want to say within like the next <laughs> so, seven months, wow. I dropped it very quickly, but I was so motivated by this feeling of, I am respecting myself finally and people are respecting me too. Mm. And I had always conditioned myself to think, well, they're mean to me and they wouldn't give me the time of day because I am fat. And it wasn't that. It was that I didn't respect myself. Sure. And I put sure. off this vibe that was, I don't want to know you anyways because I don't want to let you in because mm -hmm. then you're going to see my food addiction, you know? Oh, yes. And so it was like this crazy space. And then my, my friend base just blew up at that point. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what to do with all this love. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great feeling. <sighs> yeah, but then it, it almost made me run again, sure. you know, because yeah. I was like, okay, I'm just going to put everything I have into my, my daughter. And um, I was in a really difficult relationship at that point too. And um, again, not knowing, I started to fall back into the same patterns because I got sad again. And mm. so my coping mechanism was mm. to eat. And then I would find any excuse to not work out. And um, that usually was, I'm just tired. Well, yeah, because I wasn't working out, you know, and I had started to eat worse, and then I gained 50 pounds back. Wow. And at that point, I, I would say even more so than, like, the threat of diabetes, that I, when I had gained the 50 back, at that point, I think it was my lowest, because I was broke. Mm -hmm. I was in a terrible relationship. I didn't like, you know, who I was becoming as a person, mm -hmm. just envious and jealous of mm -hmm. everybody around me. Yeah. You have this. Why not me? God, why not me? You know, and, and, 
please help me. And you start bargaining, you know, and um, I was like, all right. So my next wave of get your stuff together was um, I was broke enough. Um, and luckily my daughter was out of town. I went without running water for 10 days. Wow. And I, I remember sitting on the bathroom floor and thinking to myself, now you are 27 years old. What do you have to show for all of this work that you've put in? And are you who you want your daughter to grow up to be? It's mm, an important powerful. question. And I said, it's not me. I don't want her to, I don't want her to be like this. And so I got up right then and there. I called my mom who is wonderful. She's a saint. I called my mom and said, I'm throwing all my food away and I have nothing left. Please help me. And, um, she, she helped me get back on my feet. My grandparents pulled together, helped me get back on my feet. And it just started building this confidence again. And then um, I couldn't even afford a gym membership. So I just started running. Mm -hmm. Luckily, it was in the wintertime. So, you know, I wasn't dying outside. But at that point, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. You know, I would have gotten up at 5 o'clock, 4 o'clock. It, it didn't matter. I was just redetermined mm -hmm. again. And, um, and then I met my husband. And... Um, I actually met him on Instagram and it was through like hashtag weight loss or something oh, like really? that. My husband has actually lost 150 pounds wow, that's wow. Great. twice. Mm. So yeah, <laughs> it's been a struggle. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, at least you have something now that you're doing that with. I never knew how important that would be sure. to yeah. know that struggle because if I go into a room, I still see myself as a 450 pound person mm. sometimes and I feel really looked at and then I, I, I get really nervous and start stuttering and you know I'm not I'm not who I want to be at that yeah. moment and if he starts to see those signs he completely takes over starts introducing himself will take the attention completely off of me and onto himself oh, that's, that's I mean wow. it's just amazing it, it is amazing how important it has become mm -hmm. and not only that but we have accountability with each other yes you know <laughs> and then and then you know even eating and in the gym it's way harder 24 hours a day, you know, mm -hmm. to or 23 hours a day to get eat right. Sure. Getting in the gym, that's the fun part. That's the endorphin <laughs> high. Sure. That's like, Definitely. you know, that's when I feel strong and, you know, kind of badass. Mm. The eating is is always going to be a crutch for me. It's always what I reach for. I had a had a rough day at work. It was stressful, mm. whatever. My even still, I want to go to Jack in a Box and get that 7,000 calorie meal. <sighs> and just wreck myself right right you know and then it, and but if i call him he's like no 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 we're not those people anymore sure. we're not those people anymore you're not this person you are not defined by this anymore mm -hmm. and let's go to the gym yeah. you know or or he's like let's make something really good at home yeah you know yeah, so yeah. it's still like a cheat like we'll make pizza or something like that it's still a cheat but not 7,000 calories worth yeah, of a sure. cheat, you know, <laughs> or Dave, I don't want to go to the gym today. And he's like, well, we really need to go though, you know? And so this accountability coming from my partner yeah. wasn't something that I experienced either, yeah. you uh -huh. know, and just being so motivated. So now my daughter jumps on and she's like, oh, so you guys went vegan for a year. I want to be vegan. <laughs> so my seven-year-old mm. by her own, you know, merit is, vegan okay. at seven years old okay. and 
you know, and she's doing lacrosse and she's doing competitive gymnastics nice. and plays softball and like all of this stuff. That's who I want my kid to be. Sure. That's who I want her to have a role model of parents to be mm. fit, active, healthy, positive, loving parents. Yes. And that love starts with us first, Perfect. loving ourselves first. It's yeah, I mean, beautiful. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, loving each other is super, super important. And I want to, I always want her to have that as an example for her relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, growing up, I want her to see me love myself, respect myself mm -hmm. enough to take care of my body. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and because it, it bleeds into everything else, everything else. At my lowest, I was also broke, not a coincidence, mm -hmm. sure. you know, and, and it just, it bleeds everywhere. So, Take care of me everything's taken yeah. care of so and everything just starts getting better mm -hmm. yeah yeah i love that because it, it it's totally true it's that that healthy lifestyle it just spills over everything else in your life mm -hmm. uh, i i started feeling this a similar thing happened to me when i when i finally went back to college i was like in this huge deep depression before went back to college started waking up at five o'clock in the morning going to the gym and I was actually, it's funny. I did the same stuff, like where I would just gorge on the Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. Yeah. And go home and like, oh, what's that in the bag? Oh, there's, there's nothing there. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? And then yeah. I go in my room. I'm like, oh, before it melts. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and you go to town on it and you're like, where is this come from? And it's that, it's like you said, there's that emotional addiction tied to the food. Mm -hmm. And it's, oh God, it's so insidious, isn't it? Because I, I kind of see it in other yeah. people. I'm sure you have as well. Yes. And it's like, okay, yeah, they have high metabolisms or something, and so they, they don't have any reason to feel the effects. Right. But you see it, and Absolutely. it's so unhealthy. And it's a lot more people than I thought are actually doing that. Absolutely. I know fitness competitors that are coming out now and saying, mm. um, I got down to 7% body fat, and it was not a healthy way. I was eating one meal a day, and it was <sighs> asparagus and tilapia, and that's it. Sure. You Jesus. know, and and I'm... <laughs> That's not healthy either. On either end of the spectrum, you know, yeah. you can have an eating disorder by binging and and anorexia. I mean, that's that's so relevant, and it's so just because someone looks healthy doesn't yeah. mean that they are. Mm -hmm. You know, and the healing that comes from though, like that recognition of this isn't right. Like you know mm -hmm. when it's happening, yeah, or you know afterwards. You mm -hmm. know by how you feel. We're so driven by feelings. You know mm -hmm. why did I lose weight? Because I was scared. It's a feeling. Why did I continue to lose weight? Because I was excited and sure. I felt victorious mm -hmm. and strong. Like all of these were completely motivated by feelings mm -hmm. all the time. So they're they're always relevant mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. they're there. Sure. Yeah. I love that because it's, it's not about what is right or wrong. It's just it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And don't look away. Don't disengage from that reality. I think that's so awesome. Yeah. The one thing that I'm hearing from your story is you're going from the inside out. Absolutely. Whereas I've seen other people where all they care about is just the, the vessel, the body. Mm -hmm. and, and then they resort back to the same thing. They lose the weight. Then they didn't, they didn't address what is the main issue. Why am I doing the binging eating why <laughs> yeah. am i uh, um, not eating at all mm -hmm. until they address that the issue that's inside them they're going to continue doing that same pattern mm -hmm. over and over and over again absolutely mm -hmm. and i won't lie i mean there have been times where i just like picture myself and i'm like oh my gosh this body that's going to be when I'm a 10, you know, and it does, it, it goes, it goes in a space of vanity sure. and it mm -hmm. still does every once yeah. in a while. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But then it's like, but I want people to be 
attracted to me for a different reason. I want my energy to pull them in and I want to provide comfort and I want to provide excitement and, you know, I want to be, you know, a sounding board and a trusting person for them. I, it, it did go from a place of vanity to now a place of like resource. I might not have all the answers, but I will help you get them, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's, Tony Robbins says the ultimate resource is resourcefulness. Mm-hmm. It's like my favorite line he's ever said. Yeah. And it's, man, it gets me. Sure. It gets me. So I would like to know, yeah. uh, when you were talking about the self-development, since you brought up Tony Robbins. Yeah. So I want to know, what did you do to help build up that mindset in your transformation? Yeah, so I read a lot of books. And like I said, my degree is in social theory. So I was in this huge, this one. yeah, the four agreements. Um, I've read that probably more times than I've read any other book, and I get something different out of it every single time I read that book. I gave it to my husband when we first met, too, and he actually just referenced it the other day. Okay. Still, like, we still pull from that book. It is, right. oh, it is like, biblical for me. Um, but I, I just started reading about how do I actually feel better without taking medicine because I wasn't, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but even the thought of taking that metformin, which I was about to need, scared me. I had never taken a medication before regularly. My mom also worked in the hospital. So, you know, if something was wrong, it was like, okay, Dr. Johnson's coming over and he's just going to write a script for a Z-pack and here you go. You know, we never went to the doctor. But um, so I was like, "How, how do I get here better without medicine? And I just started reading. And social theory is about this, you know, the macro idea. Mm-hmm. And then psych is way more micro. micro. And so then I had to reevaluate myself so many times. Mm-hmm. And is this, is this conducive to you growing as a person and, or is it not? And if it's not, shut it off completely. So Mel Robbins actually talks about the five-second rule. Yeah. Pull the trigger. Like that is my favorite thing. And you can stop this anxiety and this loop thinking by shutting it down by saying stop no get up do something move that was my key was to get up so it usually happened when I'm on the couch and you know I might be like ready to dig into my ice cream and then I'm like gosh I really shouldn't do this I really shouldn't do this (laughs) oh god but if I were to stay sitting there I would have done it sure get up and put it back because that's a victory it's gonna make you feel good it's gonna give you the same endorphins that the actual ice cream gives you. That win is so legitimate, you know, that it, that's empowering. The small steps, yeah. the small wins. Yeah, this, all the small things are such big things. Sure. They, it, because, you know, I didn't gain 446 pounds over one pizza. Sure. It was 10,000, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, probably yeah. quite literally speaking, <laughs> you know, and it wasn't one pint of Ben and Jerry's, mm. it was 10,000. Mm. But so you're winning back that and creating this, you know, this new equilibrium, this new normal for yourself. And okay, so I'm going to choose carrots this time. Or even if you don't go like extreme, so you go, I'm going to do a burger without the bun. I'm still going to get French fries, but maybe not ranch with it this time. Sure. Or maybe like, sweet sweet potato fries. Right. Oh, so yeah. like these little tiny like healthy victories and stuff. Um, I did keto. Oh, you did. <laughs> yes, and I did it. I did it extreme. So okay. ketogenic diet is high fat, moderate protein, 
low no carb. <laughs> low no carb. <laughs> I, the pain is, oh, God. <laughs> I was at like 15 carbs a day. I tried to stay around. Uh, One cup of broccoli has seven carbs that's in right. it. Seven carbs for mm -hmm. broccoli. Mm -hmm. So basically what I turned into was a carnivore that yeah. ate a lot of cheese. And then, so I did that diet for, for a, good, a good bit. And I lost quite a bit of weight on it. And it was great for me until it wasn't anymore. <laughs> and then I needed to evaluate what my next step mm -hmm. was. Right. And, um, and I started to like develop migraines. And um, they're called hemiplegic migraines. Okay. And basically, <laughs> they mimic a stroke. The first time it happened, I thought I was having one, and I went to the hospital, and they're like, no, you're actually having a migraine, and I was like, I need a CAT scan, like, <laughs> please, please, I'm dying, because you know, like, I had never dealt with anything like that before, and uh, I had like a vision spot, it was crazy. Um, I'm yeah. freaking out. Oh, it was awful. Oh, God. It was awful, and so I was like, okay, I, I always address everything now to, well, this is happening because of what I'm eating, you know, and I had sure. been so crazy about like such low carbs, well, our brain needs, yeah, it needs it. carbs. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so maybe I'm going to just go completely opposite direction. And then I started a vegan diet. Mm. And then I went even further, and it was like the Forks Over Knives diet, which is um, – yeah. yeah, so it's, it's whole food, plant-based, no oil. Whole food, plant-based, no oil. Okay. Right. So beans, rice, mm -hmm. um, everything is super, super homemade. Very, very clean. Mm. I actually really, really loved it. It wasn't sustainable for my lifestyle at the time. Yeah. Um, and, and, and honestly, I was like, I, I have noticed that my hair started falling out mm. and it was growing a lot slower. My nails were super brittle. So I added back in some more protein, which brings me to like my diet now. And now I just feel like I eat like an athlete does. Okay. And so now I have typically one egg and one egg white with um, a cup of spinach and a cup of broccoli for breakfast in the morning, um, and always coffee, always coffee. Mm. Sometimes with creamer, most of the time not. I'll do black, you know, hot bean water. This person ever heard hot bean water? <laughs> yeah, with with stevia, and um, so I don't do any any sugar, yeah, none of that. Um, but we do. I mean, my husband and I do cheat meals every once in a while, you know, and. Um, but my daughter, mainstay, she she is committed to being a vegan. And I asked her, okay, so I eat meat sometimes. Does that bother you? And she said, well, honestly, yeah, mom, it does. But <laughs> I respect that your body has different needs than wow. mine does. She's seven. <laughs> seven. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I, we were driving home, and I was like, I might need to like pull over and cry yeah. or check your temperature. Like, what's happening right now? Where is my daughter? <laughs> yeah. But I was like, okay, so a lot of things just happened right now. You had the conf confidence to oppose your mom. Mm -hmm. Like, the person that you agree with the most, just to agree with your mom. Sure. You know, I, I want... I want Cheerios when we get home, so I'm going to say yes to everything that mom says, you know? She said, honestly, so she understood, I'm going to speak frank right now, um, she trusted me. Mm. I gave her the space, kind of incidentally, to have the confidence to say, I oppose you, but I respect you. Sure. And I was like, 
oh my gosh, my mind is so blown right now. I might be doing okay at this parenting thing. Like, yeah. okay. Yeah. No, so I came home and I told my husband, and I was like, we're not messing this up. <laughs> One statement right there. Like, we got this, you know? Such a win. Yeah. 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 Then the next day, she's like, whatever, mom. But, you know, like, in that <laughs> moment, <laughs> in that moment, I was like, yes. a bright star. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. And now sometimes she she does get a little bit confused because she'll be like, oh, yes, I absolutely want ice cream. And I'm like, okay, that's not made with soy milk or coconut milk or almond milk or anything else mm -hmm. that you normally have. And she's like, well, it's okay because we're on vacation. Oh. I'm like, <laughs> it is. this is your choice, your body. So it always is your choice. Yeah. But just know, if you call yourself a vegan, it means that you're not Consuming animal products, right? right. So you know, and so sometimes she double takes, but if it's sweets, you know, sure. she doesn't get sugar often, so usually she takes it. So, so it's like it's uh, the cheat days are really like it's like an amusement day. It's the day totally. I choose not to be cognitive and just relax and let go for yep. a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's healthy, right? It is, it, but it's turned into that. At first, it wasn't I'm because there's so much guilt still behind it. Because I, I'm still not. I, I've lost total mm -hmm. 233 pounds. Wow. Um, yeah, so I'm like more than half the person, you know, <laughs> and twice the person right. that I have ever been, like in my in my adult life, and you know the but this feelings of guilt were still there when we would have cheat meals, even though I had just busted my ass for six months, and hadn't had a cheat meal in that whole entire time, and I track my macros and I'm up working out and I'm doing all this stuff, I have the cheat meal and I'm like, oh my gosh, I am gonna gain ten pounds and I'm really really nervous and the thought of <laughs> I need to get this out definitely comes. So sure. like the purging, wow. like, that becomes a legitimate concern and I have to talk myself out of yeah. it. Mm -hmm. And, um, but that's, it's different now mm -hmm. because now, and, and before too, uh, you know, when I first got married, I got married uh, last October. And so when I first got married, it was like, okay, so we're going on the honeymoon and then we're going to cheat on the honeymoon a little bit, you know? And then it just carried over into the next month and it just carried oh, wow. over into the oh. next month. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm starting to gain weight again. I don't want to go back to that place. I just got married. I'm so happy, sure. you know? I don't want to go back to that place. So um, <laughs> the, the cheat meals have completely changed because we recognize that we still have control. Yes. So a cheat meal means a cheat meal. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't carry over into the next day. Mm -hmm. You know, and then and then that's that's a victory too though. That's how you become like that's how normal fit people eat. Weird. You know, like you can have this stuff every once in a while right. and you're not gonna gain fifteen pounds. And before I would I would gain so much water weight because my body wasn't used to having that that I have gained up to fifteen pounds with one cheat meal because mm. of the amount of water I was holding on to. Jesus. Your, your yeah. body gets used to certain things when you live a clean lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, like I ended up having a, I don't know, a Lenny and Larry protein cookie. Yeah, yeah. So I had that at like at one o'clock in the morning. Wrong time to take it. Yeah. So <laughs> my body freaked out. Uh huh. And what ended up happening was I ended up just uh, the uh, the sugars on it and it, I get, I got very anxious. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's it probably, practically. You know, it probably raised your heart rate and your yeah. blood pressure and, 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 and had and, all of this like I was chemical sweating. things. I was, I yeah. was sweating. It's cocaine. I kind of, I kind of, yeah. felt, I kind of felt like I was uh, going to be nauseous. Mm -hmm. It kind of reminded me of the time when I had food poisoning because I was like anxious and then right before it, <clears throat> yeah. before it happens. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, this ain't, this ain't going to happen to me. Yeah. So I grabbed the bottle of water and then I started running 
And I was like running downtown Phoenix and I'm like 2.30 in the morning, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, so then I ended up, so I needed to expend that energy. So uh-huh. I ended up at the, in, in, the, in the apartment, in the gym there. So I was just like hitting the punching bag. Yeah. Just to get that energy. Out. Absolutely. Sure. Well, and it, if you look at it like that and like the symptoms that you experience, the symptoms that I experience like initially when I have that meal and I'm like, so happy and so high when you start to identify yourself as a drug addict when you have a food addiction it completely changes your perspective on things so instead of saying like i'm going to have six cookies i'm going to have six hits of heroin does it carry the same weight because it should it totally yeah and so right. that that was another tool that really kept me accountable and it is fairly aggressive like right. that type of thinking is fairly aggressive but so is being 446 pounds, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so it was just like, and, and people are so desperate for this, you know, for, to lose weight. They'll take anything, they'll try anything, they'll, but what they won't do is like speak nicely to themselves. Sure. Yeah. And what they, what they refuse to do is to look in the mirror and get real mm-hmm. and, and deal with the inside. Just like you said, it is a total transformation from the inside out. Uh, take responsibility for yourself. hundred you know, percent. choices you made mm-hmm. and then just make good choices and be resourceful. Yeah. Well, and that is blatant every time I look in the mirror when I get out of the shower because I have that extra skin staring back at me mm-hmm. now. And I will be having skin removal surgery when, when I hit my goal-ish yeah. weight because I don't even know really what that is yet. I'm 5'8", so I'm wanting to get around like 180. But I had a DEXA scan done, and I've got 152 pounds of lean body mass. So, which Muscle. Was, yeah, <laughs> which is actually more than my yeah, husband. Sure. And so I'm a fairly, you know, uh, muscular body. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that look, that aesthetically speaking, yes. that's, that's what I want, you know. But I want to be fit, too. Mm-hmm. And so um, we joined CrossFit, but that But um so, you know, it, the DEXA scan really gave me like a measurable space of, okay, I've lost this. And I, I was at, I was at a 63% um, body fat percentage, oh 63%. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I am now at, I think, I think the paper said 33.7. Hey, so, you're, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, you know, almost, <laughs> it's half. Yeah, so, but, so it's, but you're uh, kind of in the green zone now. You're yeah, right. And and I'm still like on the BMI, which I never mm-hmm. look at, but yeah, it, it says I'm I'm still like morbidly obese, and I might be even in the next one still. Well, I feel like even BMI, the BMI, even yeah. the BMI, it is so out of date. It is because you can take a person who has low body fat, who's very muscular, mm-hmm. and who will show up and saying, "Oh well, you weigh too much compared to your." To your size parameters, so you're over your yeah. you're right. overweight. I yeah. made that mistake because I, I did the BMI and he told me I'm borderline obese. Yeah. And, and I was just like freaking out for the last six months over that crap. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna have a heart, you know, like <laughs> yeah. I, I, I overthink things. I'm right. one of those those sorts. But like so yeah, don't use that. No. <laughs> no. I mean the tool what I what I go off of now is my body fat percentage. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I, I need like a lower body fat percentage that's going to lower my rate for diabetes mm-hmm. and heart disease and these preventable preventable diseases you know some things are genetic and hereditary and whatever mm-hmm. but if you are going to stack your deck and you have control there's so many variables mm-hmm. in our lives right if you're going to stack the deck of things that you can control why not put that in your back pocket 
<laughs> you know, but you were talking about meditating earlier. Yeah, yeah I started yeah. doing that. Yes. Okay. Right. Only five minutes a morning, and I do it before I do anything else. I do it before I make coffee, which is crazy. <laughs> that was like so. Whoa! Huge discipline. Huge discipline. So before I do coffee, before I do anything, I go in my living room and I sit down. And um, I read another book that was called um, uh, The Willpower Instinct. Mm. And fantastic book. This okay. uh, professor from Stanford um, gives this class on willpower. It's great. And um, he said, you know, just think about the words inhale and exhale. And every time you do this, like you're, you're going to want to scratch your leg and you're going to want to pay attention <laughs> to the <laughs> AC. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to want to do all of these things. But just focus on those words. So... I mean, going into this like Zen mindset is really attractive for most people, I think. For mm -hmm. me, it's a little bit like, ah, because I'm so go, go, go sure, now right. that I have all this mm -hmm. energy. I don't know That's what to right. do with. Um, but what it has really taught me is how to focus. So with this focus at work, you know, something comes in and I've got all of these things going on. And I'm a terrible multitasker. <laughs> I'm terrible. If I put all of my chips in one, you know, one, what is it? Chips on the table? Is that, is that the cliche? Anyway, oh. <laughs> if I just put all my energy in that one thing, yeah, that was There we go. Is this a poker yeah. reference? I'm right. confused. Yeah. I don't play poker clearly. <laughs> but if I do, if I do that, and then I move to the next one, that gets a hundred percent of my attention. Yes. And I kill it, mm -hmm. and then I can move on to the next task, and I kill it. Me multitasking means everything gets thirty percent, and that yeah. that for my productivity was horrible. Sure. So they said, okay. Your productivity is going to change. Um, statistical evidence is in your favor to meditate. And I was like, okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Say it again. Oh, God. Yes. Like 78% of people yes. that started just doing five minutes every morning saw an improvement in their productivity and their focus. And I was like, okay, I could use some of that. Sure. You know, this zen and stuff. Like, that's fantastic. It's wonderful. Not my personality, but focus I could really, really use. Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. I started doing this, and it totally did. It totally made me focus at work, and it makes me um, like set this tone for the rest of my day of focus and productivity. Mm -hmm. So um, I know you had talked about like my morning routine. Right. That's how it starts. And I get up out of bed, like Mel Robbins says, and I get up. I do not hit snooze. It is set for, okay, now it's set for 4.30 in the morning because I'm doing a 60-day challenge. My one-year anniversary is coming up on October 4th, and it's 60 days from today. So this morning I was up at 4.30, and I worked out. Tomorrow I will be up at 4.30, and I will work out outside. And then I might get in a cardio session sure. at lunch. And then we joined a CrossFit gym because the goal of my life I read this book, uh, this other one called um, mm -hmm. "The One Thing" by Gary Keller. Yes, that's uh, a good book. fantastic mm. book. And I, it just got me thinking: what is now? Now that I see so much potential, and I, I can do anything I want to do. What do I really want to do? Sure. And I want more than anything as an individual. I want to be a competing and winning CrossFit athlete. Wow. And so, I never joined. Even though I watched it on Netflix, the daughters and all of that, I was just so inspired by them, you know. And then watching this weekend, I was so glued to the CrossFit Games. Sure. Um, but the first step of being a CrossFit athlete is actually doing it. And I was like, okay, 
this is really intimidating. They actually run. Like, <laughs> I'm not a runner. <laughs> like, oh, they're going to make me do these things. Okay, so stop, stop, and get real with this imposter thing. Sure. And yeah. get real and just go do it. So I found a Groupon, 60 bucks, joined the CrossFit gym that's right behind my office. Awesome. And I have never loved anything more in my life. It is just completely, oh my gosh, changed my whole mindset about working out. It, before, I, I, re, I mean, I really liked it, mm -hmm. but this, I am like, I can't wait for my next class. Can we do two-a-days? Is, is that a thing? And, you know, they're like, no, not really, but yeah, I, I absolutely love it. And it feels good to have a goal and to have purpose and then for my daughter to see that and then for my husband to hold himself accountable sure. and then my mom worked out with me this weekend awesome. my Good mom did battle ropes this weekend and it was like what you know my mom's idea of like being outside is drinking wine on the porch you know like that's my mom um bless her and she's beautiful and wonderful but you know she was like yeah I loved the the ropes, you yeah, know, and she's like, squat, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, it makes you feel strong. This is like building confidence. Great job, mom. And and then so now this is like turned into such a beautiful thing. I joined a um, like a nutrition team mm -hmm. group. Um, there's a place in Scottsdale called Peak Nutrition, okay. and they have this group of elites. And what the elites do are just people that come together and work out and talk about things awesome. and they have like a book a month and you you all read this book together journal meditate all of that is like really really encouraged in this book mm -hmm. and it gives people that might otherwise not have a community have a community mm -hmm. and then and then i became one of the leaders in that group and i was like oh my gosh <laughs> these people look like greek gods one of them's <laughs> name is actually like the viking you know like <laughs> And these people not only not only like respect what I say and care about me, but they 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 like respect my my story and where I came from and knowing the dark stuff too. I never even thought people that looked like that would give me the time of day. So I was judging them too. Sure. You know, and I, I probably missed out on tons of beautiful friendships because I was judging them too. And that was a hard reflection. A lot of the yeah. stuff that goes on with people who are even athletes, we have insecurities. And so what we do is we hide those insecurities. Like, uh, I have an insecurity, I'm going to be working out. And it's because I'm trying to mask that insecurity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was, um, it's, it's sad, like, looking at how many relationships I missed out on. But so empowering to see, like, the future. Sure. And it, um, I don't want to keep my circle small and tight and, and close. Mm -hmm. I want everybody, you know, I would come into my piece, leave the chaos, come into this piece. Cause this, this is great. Yeah, Cassie tonight has been awesome. You. you know, the story that you've been telling us. So, that, so everybody tuning in, we're talking with Cassie Baylor here. Uh, she used to weigh over 400 pounds. She cut down her weight. She changed her environment. She, Created a new mindset and took massive action in her life. And she's here tonight telling us the story, what she's done, how she did it. And it's truly, it's truly inspiring Thank you. that where you were to where you are now and what you're looking to forward to in the future for yourself, for your family. You brought all these people in into your life now that is 
impacting you, supporting you, mm -hmm. holding you accountable. You're holding them accountable, getting your seven-year-old daughters involved. Yeah. And she's becoming part of this, this team. Absolutely. This team for, for a healthier lifestyle, mm -hmm. for a different mindset, for inspiration. And you are, are creating something amazing here. You, you're taking your whole family from just being, living in this toxic environment mm -hmm. where you just had these habits that you were just kind of either brought up on or just made belief that you needed to have these and you're just changing it all now. Yeah, I was a latchkey kid. Sure. You know, I was a latchkey kid. So I came home and what was easy was cheese crisps and ramen noodles. Sure. You know, we didn't, mm -hmm. we didn't do soda. So thank God that that wasn't something like a habit that I had to break. Yeah. We didn't do soda. Um, and I know that that's really difficult for some people. Yeah. Um, and so, I, I mean, God bless them. Like, <laughs> good job if you can break <laughs> that, that addiction, you know. But, I mean, yeah, it's, I think we all have our things, you mm. know. And if it isn't food, usually it is something else. And, and it could be even just like a series of thoughts that you're addicted to thinking and you go in this loop. But uh, once, you, once you recognize that you really do, as a, as a human being, have so much energy and power inside yourself and you have that recognition and you take responsibility and own it gosh i mean yeah. it's just endless yeah and that's what the show is about it really real people realize that they are extraordinary mm -hmm. they just have to see it and believe it within themselves and mm -hmm. you it was a struggle for you but you got there and you saw it in yourself to give yourself that self-love and now you're giving love to everybody else yeah and building that beautiful community bring it all in back to you mm -hmm. to giving and taking and it's it's a wonderful wonderful experience i can see it in you thank you you know i can see that you know how how emotionally this is moving you mm -hmm. and you know how important your life is and how important your family is to you mm -hmm. and the changes that you want to make yeah so it's fantastic it's heavy it is it's heavy it's a big responsibility and, yeah well and now you know because i have been fairly public with the whole journey i mean even even the extra skin that i have you mm. know like i have pictures on my instagram of of me holding my extra skin wow. um so i wanted to be completely transparent because again showing that vulnerability people are going to trust me sure. so i get message after message of people saying like help me mm -hmm. just help me and never is it about workouts or about diet like well a little bit but you know like that's not the that's not the main thing it's why do you think you have failed at this before mm -hmm. and it always breaks down to feelings sure. you know mm -hmm. I, I i i was stressed out I'm, I'm just i've got no time and this and that and this and that it, it all breaks down to feeling mm -hmm. so you know typically you're not overweight just because you like food we all like food you know yeah. Yeah. but it, it it's these feelings and and control and yes. usually a lack of in sure. some area you know and uh, and then, like I said before, it just bleeds over everything. Mm -hmm. So now we, you know, our finances are in fantastic shape, you know, and I have a wonderful relationship with my husband. I've got a great job and, you know, I'm taking on even more responsibility mm -hmm. there. And I have, you know, just this huge friend base that I'm so thankful for. I never, ever dreamed that this would be my life. Sure. At 446 pounds, pre-diabetic, never, ever. And I cannot wait to see where we go from here yeah. you know i say we as my little family union course, you know but i can't wait to see where we go from here yeah. it's just i i am so excited for the rest of my life yeah and, and you brought up a good point because it is wherever you're lacking 
in your life, you're also lacking that in other areas of your life. Mm -hmm. And that's why your life is not working. So if you're not taking accountability for yourself, chances are you're not taking accountability for your work or for your family. Mm -hmm. And it might not be something big, it could be something small, but yet you're still not doing it. Right. And it's still affecting you in some way, either consciously or subconsciously, it's there. Mm -hmm. Until you recognize it, take responsibility for it, and figure out ways how to take action and be resourceful, that's when the change really occurs. Absolutely. It could be something very small. Mm-hmm. And then that could be a huge impact and change everything for you. Yeah, the small things matter. Yeah. I think even more than the big things, because yeah. I think even that is subjective, you know, mm-hmm. what's big and what's little, because me choosing a salad over a piece of pizza, that is a big thing. Yeah. It might only be one meal, but that is a really of big course. thing. So it's going to mean different things to everybody. And that, mm-hmm. that is beauty in itself. It and that's how you grow and know yourself and have a plan B for when those things like maybe you do choose the pizza. So if you, if you do that and you cho- do choose the pizza, it's okay. Let's see. Let's see where the next step is, though. Don't let it happen tomorrow. Have a plan for when yeah. you know those feelings start to happen. And you know, I have a habit of being like, I think, kind of overly optimistic about things. And I'm like, I can be in a cupcake shop and having everybody eating cupcakes around me. Whatever. <laughs> I, I am. I, yeah, yeah. I am yeah. a pillar of willpower. And then I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, you said red velvet, though. <laughs> like, oh, okay. And then, and then I beat myself up so bad because I didn't have a plan B. But if I were to just like split a cupcake with my daughter, you know, just speaking for example, mm-hmm. uh, never happens ever. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I just cut that in half and I have half. That's a win. Gotcha. And it doesn't carry over into the next day. Sure. So having a plan B on when slip ups do happen, mm-hmm. that's really important too. You know, and again, statistical evidence, mm-hmm. if you, if you plan for slip ups and you're not this put yourself in situations you know give give a heroin addict six vials of heroin and just stand there see how far that gets you it's the same thing with me as with a cupcake in my hand sure. so you know just have a plan b for when slip up slip ups do happen give yourself a little good, bit of grace yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's also where uh, when you're living a healthy lifestyle you're not going to have those food that type of food that's the non-healthy food in your house absolutely because it's basically it's like if you're an alcoholic are you going to have a bunch of alcohol in your house no you're going to get rid of all that absolutely yeah Yeah. we never have anything unhealthy if we eat unhealthy it's we're eating out and we're very very careful not to bring leftovers home because it will carry over into the next day so we'll get a smaller pizza or whatever it may be so that there are no leftovers because then what are we going to do tomorrow when the box is sitting in the fridge? Are you kidding me? I'm eating that thing with eggs on top, you know, like that it's, it's not a thing to say no, but if the temptation isn't yeah. even there, then, but again, that's like plan B mm-hmm. here. Here's how you combat that. Here's how you win. Stack it, all these variables, stack the cards in your favor when you can. Things are going to happen that are, are out of your control. Yes. You know, but the things that you can control, yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Recognize yeah. your power, you know? Sure. So, so if you can go ahead and give tips to some viewers out there on how they can overcome these addictions of eating and and from your story, just kind of just summarizing it and just going saying, these are the things that work for me. I know everybody's going to be a little bit different, yeah. but just in general, because you're already a spokesperson. Thank you. I think 
number one is to recognize the power that you have in yourself and where you want to go with your life. Define your goals and then it gives you purpose. At that point, you need to be realistic about how to get there. You can climb to the top of the mountain, that's where your goal is, but unless your brain has a clear pathway to get there, you'll keep circling the base. So write out your plans and your goals and then um, find a diet that interests you and research it to the ground. Know what you're putting in your body. If you don't know, get help. Trainers and coaches and dietitians, they, they have a job for a reason. They have education backing them. Um, and, and talk to your friends and family. Once you talk about your goals and what you wanna do, you become accountable to a lot of different people. And then watch yourself turn into the people that um, people come to after that. You can. Wow, that is powerful. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing with that. Of course. That, I know people are going to be very grateful for that information and apply it to their lives immediately, so. I hope so. <laughs> I hope yeah. so, that was my goal for all of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Um, we're going to wrap up the show. First, I want to say thank you for sharing your story, being vulnerable with us, being open. I know a lot of people will appreciate that. Is If somebody wanted to reach out to you or see your pictures, is there a way that they can do that? Are yeah. You for that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, they can add me on Instagram, okay. Muscles in Makeup. Oh, love um, it. <laughs> yeah, or you can find me on Facebook, Cassandra Baylor. Um, I don't even know what picture I have on there now, but I think I'm the only one in Arizona. So, so there we go. Um, yeah, send me a message. I'd love to talk to you. Perfect. Thank yeah. you so much for being here tonight. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. This is Linda Carmen with the Extraordinary Beam, along with Fred Martinez, Chris Shriver. And we want to thank you for being here tonight, listening to us. Uh, we have a lot of big things coming up, so stay tuned. Uh, next Monday, we'll be on again. Do we have a special guest? Yeah, we do. Oh, who's that? Uh, do we know yet? I'll, I'll tell you. Oh, we have it in the works. It's a special it's a surprise. So tune in next Monday. We'll look forward to seeing you. Thank you and have a great night. Peace. Love you guys.